And in other news, there's still no word on when Route 64 will reopen. According to Dr. Saul Samuelson, his team has made many new discoveries, some of which he claims could rewrite what we know about the indigenous people of the West Coast. He has also announced that some of the artifacts, as well as pictures from the dig site, will be on display at the McDonald Museum of Northern California. So, if you're into that kind of thing, stop on by and take a look. But for now, let's get back to the music. This is Rockin' Ron Jansen, checking out for the day. When we return, my colleague Henry Johnson will be signing in to take your request for the lunch hour. Have a great day, everyone. Forget about them and what we are meant to Mindless souls are all 
Dear Audio Diary, I know it's been a while. I'm still having those dreams, but they have become shorter and less vivid. Maybe that's a good thing. Anyway, I'm going on a field trip today. A few weeks ago, I started dating a girl named Denise. She moved to town last school year, and since she is a bit on the shy side, she had trouble making friends. We found a connection due to our mutual interest in art and animation, and we finally hit it off. I haven't told her about the dreams yet. I'm afraid that would scare her off. She wanted to visit the McDonald Museum of Northern California. Normally, museums aren't my thing, but it's a rainy day, so there's not really much to do outside. Thanks to our visit to the museum, I no longer think I am going insane. Most of the date went well, at least until we got to the special exhibit section. They had a display of the various artifacts that they had been collecting from the archaeological dig site along rural Route 64. Most of it wasn't that interesting, just arrowheads and shards of broken pottery. But then I saw it. There was a stone cube that had a carving on one side. It showed five figures kneeling in front of a larger figure. The standing figure had disproportionately long limbs and was holding a straight object in one of its hands. The edges of the cube were damaged so I couldn't make out much else. The sign under the block said, possible depiction of worshippers in front of a god or spirit. That is when it hit me and I knew what it was. 
this was a piece of one of the pillars that I saw in my dream. The larger figure was one of those green-skinned humanoids. The kneeling figures were not worshippers. They were captives doomed to be sacrificed. I was sure that if the other side of the block was found, it would depict a fire pit full of dead bodies. Well, here's where things get kind of weird. Apparently, I entered a trance-like state because Denise had to snap me out of it. She asked if I was feeling okay because my face had drained of color and I had a blank stare. I didn't know what to say, so I told her I was fine and just must have been whatever I had for lunch. I told her that I probably just needed a drink, so we went to the museum snack room and got a bottle of water. The rest of the day passed uneventfully. I have a gut instinct that the recent excavation has something to do with these dreams I've been having. I will be heading back to the museum on my own with a microcassette recorder. With any luck, I'll be able to run into this guy who has been overseeing the archaeological site. I'm going to ask him some questions and I'll transfer it to this tape later. Audio diary, wish me luck. Excuse me, sir? Yes, what is it, young man? Aren't you the one in charge of the dig along Route 64? Why, yes, I am. Uh, would it be okay if I asked you some questions about the site? Of course. I'm always happy to see young people take an interest in archaeology and history. What would you like to know? Now, please understand that we're still sorting through artifacts and excavating the site, so I might not have answers to all of your questions. I was looking through some of the artifacts on display, and I noticed that there is a stone block that had a carving of five people kneeling in front of a person holding a, a knife or a sword in his hand. Ah, uh, yes. I remember when we discovered that block. A very intriguing find indeed. I believe it to show people in prayer to one of their gods. Or maybe a great chieftain or hero. Now, which one we're not sure of, of course. I was wondering, do you think it is possible the carving portrays some sort of human sacrifice? I, I mean, were the natives of this area known to worship like that? Uh, none of the known, and I stress known tribes, worshipped in that manner. But I feel we are dealing with an unknown tribe here. Everything we have discovered so far is unique to this settlement. So it is possible the inhabitants of the site may have been an offshoot of another tribe that developed their own individualized culture and system of rituals. Did you find the rest of the block? It looks like the left side was broken off. No, uh, unfortunately. It is probably buried deeper in the ground or else it may have been taken from the site by settlers who needed building materials. What could have killed them off? I mean, is it possible they lost a war with another tribe? That is certainly possible. 
Any survivors likely perished in the wilderness or integrated with friendly tribes. However, we don't have any record of a large-scale battle. I think it's more likely they were wiped out by disease or famine. A climatologist friend of mine is still looking into whether or not a drought could have forced them to move elsewhere and abandon the settlement. I recall a report that someone asked about human remains. Were they able to tell if the bones in the fire pit were human or... Animal. They were definitely animal bones. One last question, if you don't mind. I remember a report where you mentioned a statue. Is that on display? Unfortunately, no. Uh, we successfully identified it as a relic belonging to the Tutanini tribe, who lived in Oregon, which is why none of the elders of the Californian tribes I spoke to recognized it. It could have been spoils of war, or it may have been traded. Some Native American tribes traded far beyond their local region. A good friend of mine studied a site known as Astalan in Wisconsin. They found relics made of shells from the Gulf of Mexico and copper that came from Michigan. Interesting. Well, it was nice talking to you, young man, but I need to get back to work. I always like it when I see the younger generation take an interest in archaeology and history. Enjoy the rest of your visit at the museum. Thank you, Dr. Samuelson. I'm home now. Something is not right here. I noticed a look of irritation when I asked Dr. Samuelson about the remains in the fire pit. I did hang out at the museum for the rest of the day and found where his office was. Shortly before the museum closed, I peeked through the window on the door. I saw the strange statue sitting on a desk. I also noticed a block on a shelf that looked like it would fit with the one on display. Even from a distance in the dim light, I could see what looked like a blazing fire. I'm beginning to think a visit to the dig site is in order, though I really don't know how I'm going to pull it off. This is Robert Smith, Channel 12 News, with a breaking news bulletin. Police are asking for assistance from the public with locating a 14-year-old child named Peter Brandt, who disappeared from his home in Shingletown last night. The disappearance is puzzling as the family reported no signs of forced entry. Peter is the third child to go missing in the area over the last two weeks, leaving authorities puzzled and local parents concerned. Chief Monroe of the Shasta County Sheriff's Office gave the following statement. When we return, 